Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and welcome to another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your host, Arthenius Colvin, and I'm coming to you live from South Carolina. You're listening to episode 1,952, and we are so excited about another episode. want to take this time now and just thank each and every one of you for calling in or whether you're listening online. Thank you, thank you, thank you from wherever you are Truly, your support is appreciated and just want to just thank God for another chance, another opportunity, just to share of his goodness and how great he's been, how great he is, and even the great things that are to come. So, again, this is episode 1,952, and I'm your host, Arthenius Colvin, with One Touch Transformation. So if this is your first time listening in and maybe you may not have heard of One Touch Transformation, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it before we go into our topic. So One Touch Transformation, it is my nonprofit organization, which started almost 10 years ago. Next month we are celebrating 10 years, a whole decade. But, yes, um, it is my nonprofit organization, which started about 10 years ago, where our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims and survivors. And so our our mission, uh, in a nutshell, is just to go out and share how there are survivors that are thriving, that are not just living but thriving, and who are still able to overcome, overcome their past, overcome um, childhood sexual abuse, rape, molestation. And so we went out into the community and we were able to connect with other resources within the community where other men and women were able to just share the power in their story. I mean, just, just it's just wonderful what, what happens when people are able to overcome and actually share their story. Um, there was a phrase that I used to use and I still use it now, and it is that there is power in your story. And I have seen it, I mean, over the past 10 years, from day one, I have noticed and understood why there is so much power in, in, in someone's story or in their testimony, because that's the only way that we overcome. We're overcome by the words of our testimony and, and that scripture. And so when we're able to speak and share and testify of the goodness of God, it helps the next person. And so I always and constantly say that your story is meant for someone else. Not only is it for the glory of God, but someone needs to hear your story. And you may not ever share it on a huge platform. You may not share it on social media. But whenever you do share your story, no matter how big the crowd is or how small the crowd is, there is someone out there who needs to hear your story. I feel like God or has someone assigned just to hear your story. I've always felt that way. And and like I said, I've seen so much in the past 10 years. I give all glory to God. He's the one that allowed me to do everything. I mean, because it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy even just sharing my story, which is why the organization even started. I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, and I was silent for 20 years. Yes. 20 years. So it wasn't until 2013, which this year was my 10-year anniversary of finding freedom. And let me tell you, ever since I've made the decision to be free, since I've made the decision to be healed, it has been one of the greatest decisions. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. But I'm so glad that I had God on my side. I've had the support of my family, the support of my uh, my close friends, the support of my church family, which is rare. I'm just going to put that out there. But I am just so grateful and so thankful for where I am, for what God has done, what he's allowed me to do, how he's even allowed me to impact other lives. And it's not about me, never has been, never will be. And so all of this goes to the glory of God. And so as I said on the last um, show that I did, 
I'm going to wait and save all of the <laughs> the things that we've done for next month because we're going to be celebrating 10 years. So I'll touch more on One Touch Transformation whenever the anniversary comes around. But, again, I'm just so excited to be here to, to share some great news, um, you know, just just to be here and have this opportunity, because I do not take this lightly. Anytime that I'm given a platform, it's a blessing because no one had to do this. Like, the Purpose Kingdom Network did not have to allow me to do this, but I'm grateful for the opportunity because you never know who needs to hear your story. You never know who needs to hear your testimony. You never know who just needs to be encouraged, who needs to be motivated, who's looking for freedom, who's looking for healing, who's looking for salvation. And if you are listening and you are, you know, in need of something from God, I pray that you will receive whatever it is, and I pray that God is, you know, just glorified it throughout everything that we say and do tonight. So, again, thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening by phone or whether you're listening online. If you are listening on the phone, you already dial, you're already dialed in. But if you would like to comment or ask a question during our our show. All you have to do is press the number one and we'll bring you in on the line. If you're listening online, then you'll have to call in and that number is 319-527-6091. Again, that number is 319-527-6091. And again, you'll press the number one and we will bring you on to the show. All righty, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with what God has given me. All right, so um, the title of tonight's topic is Are You Mary or Martha? Are You Mary or Martha? And so um, if you're familiar with, you know, most of the stories in the Bible, the parables or the scripture in general, we know that there are two sisters that are mentioned in the story, and their names are Mary and Martha. And we're actually going to be taking this from the book of Luke and chapter 10, and we're going to read verses 38 through 41. So that's Luke chapter 10, and we're going to read verses 38 through 41. And so the story takes place at the home of Martha and Mary. So this is the setting. It's at the home of, of Martha and Mary. So prior to coming to their home, you know, Jesus, as always, had been with his disciples, performing miracles, telling stories or sharing parables with the crowds that he'd come across. And so now they've been invited to Martha's house. All right? And so that's where we're going to start. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So I'm going to read that last part of the verse, verse 41. It says, Mary has chosen what is better and it would not be taken away from her. So are you Martha, or are you Mary or Martha? All right, so we have these two sisters in this home, and Jesus has stopped by. And so the moment that Jesus comes in, of course, Mary and Martha, they know exactly who he is. They've heard of him. They know that he's the Savior. He's the, you know, the, the one who everyone has been talking about. They've been raving about him. He's the one that's been walking around performing miracles. I mean, miracle after miracle. And so it's like, we they know who he is, or they knew who he was. 
And so it's like, man, he's coming to our house. He's coming to have dinner with us. And so, of course, Martha, she's getting everything prepared. I'm not sure. She might have been trying to make the place look a little better. She probably was decorating. And then I'm sure she was preparing some food. And, I mean, we're talking about preparing for the the Messiah, like, we really got to make sure we have our house in order. Everything's got to be good. Everything's got to be straight. It's like everything has to be perfect because Jesus is coming here. You know how it is whenever we're having company, and don't let it be someone who's well-known, and they decide to stop at our house. Okay, we got to make sure everything is in place. And so this is the mindset that Martha has, like, we got to make sure everything is in place, everything is, is perfect because Jesus is coming to our house. Like, I mean, if we were to put ourselves in their shoes, if we were to put ourselves in Martha and Mary's shoes, and we found out that Jesus was going to stop by, ooh, imagine the things that would be going through our head. Like, oh, my goodness, my house is not clean. My house is not up to par. I've got to make sure I cook the best meal. I have to make sure that it is prepared at its best. The table is set with the finest dine, you know, everything, the whole nine yards. So Martha is like on a thousand right now, trying to make sure everything is perfect. But whenever he arrives, Mary's mind is not on any of that. <laughs> it's not on any of that. Mary is in her own world. She's in her own world while Martha is running around like a chicken with no head. Martha is running around trying to get everything together, but Mary is not even focused on that. She is focused, like on that last verse says, on one thing. Because he said, but few things are needed or indeed only one. And Mary had her mind focused on that one thing. And so immediately when Jesus began to come in and when he sat, Mary went and sat at his feet. That was the first thing. She, like, bump the decorations, bump whatever's not ready, bump the food. I don't care what's not together. I don't care if it's not perfect. Jesus is here. I'm going straight to sit down at his feet. That's where Mary's thought process was. That's where her mindset was. Instead of worrying about, you know, this is not together, still trying to figure out the food is ready, Mary was not focused on that. But the 40th verse says that Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So that meant everything was not together. Everything was not prepared. It wasn't perfect. But Mary did not care. She knew what she needed, so she went straight to his feet. Like, look, I don't care if everything is not together, I'm not care if the food is not ready. I'm not care if the table is not set. Jesus is here, and that's all that matters. I just want to sit at his feet. But here we have Martha, that so she was distracted. She couldn't see past everything that she was trying to prepare. She was trying to get everything in order. She was trying to make sure the food was ready. She was trying to make sure the table was set. She wanted to make sure that everything was perfect, that she just was so distracted by the simple fact that Jesus was there. It's like, forget about all of that. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus is in your house. So what more do you need? What more do you want? What what, what else do you need to worry about in this moment? Come on. This is a very, uh, very important moment. This is a very sacred moment, a very intimate moment. But instead of taking advantage of it and and instead of embracing the moment, instead of settling in the moment, Martha was distracted. All because she's worrying about what wasn't together, what wasn't prepared, what wasn't done, what wasn't perfect. But don't worry about it. Mary knew not to worry about any of that. It's as if, like, when Jesus is here, nothing else matters. Everything else stops because Jesus is here, and that's all I need to focus on. Jesus is it was, it's within our presence. Like, Jesus doesn't just go to everyone's house, but he decides to stop in our home. 
And so we've got to take advantage of this intimate moment. I mean, we don't know how long this is going to last, but forget everything else that's going on. Forget what is surrounding us. Forget what is not prepared. Forget what is not perfect. Let's just back in his presence. Let's sit with him in his presence because he is in our home. Mary understood that, but for some reason Martha didn't. And see, that's the thing with distractions. Whenever we get so distracted from the cares of the world, when we get distracted from whatever's going on in our head, what's going on in our surroundings, and the moment when, when Jesus, to have a moment with us, or when his presence is within us, but we're distracted, we miss it. We miss an intimate moment. We miss a special moment. But Mary was not willing to miss that special moment. And Martha Martha just, in a sense, wrote it off. Like, okay, yeah, Jesus is here, but who's going to help me get this table together? Who's going to help me finish cooking? Who's going to help me help me prepare the table and and prepare the food? Mary, why aren't you concerned about what I'm doing? Why aren't you helping me? We're supposed to be in this together. You are my sister, so why are you leaving me hanging? You'd rather go sit with Jesus than to get everything together? Well, Mary, like, yeah, of course. That's a no-brainer. If I have to choose between getting everything prepared versus when Jesus is already here and I can just go to his feet. Of course I'm going to choose basking in his presence. It's a no-brainer. So we have to ask ourselves, are we like Mary or are we like Martha? Where is our, where is our head when Jesus is within, is, you know, within our presence? Where is our head? Are we distracted? I mean, we know distractions are out there. There there are so many distractions, even more now. And and I'm talking about whether you're, you know, at church or when you're in your, with your, in your alone time. Because I'm not going to sit up here and say that it's easy just to, you know, read the word without anything distracting you. And I know it's even more difficult if you're, number one, if you're a mother, if you're a wife and a mother, if you're, you know, your schedule, which I know we make time for what we want to, but there are so many distractions. There are so many things that go on in our life that will take away our time from, you know, our personal time with God. Even me, I'm, I'm being transparent. I'm trying to get to a place where I'm doing better with my intimate time with God and not rushing it, you know, because sometimes it's, it's easy to check it off in the box like, okay, yeah, I spent time with God. Yeah, yeah. But are you really spending time with him? Like how much time are, you, are we really devoting to God? How much time are we really spending with him versus everything else that we do throughout the day? I know we have to work. I know we have to sleep. But we do have extra time throughout the day and throughout the night. Now, what are we doing with that time? Only you can answer that. Are we taking advantage of these moments that we could be spending with God? Can we do better? Yes. And I'm asking myself, can I do better? Absolutely. And so we just have to be real with ourselves, be transparent, be honest, be open, because God already knows. He knows our intentions. He knows what we're doing with our time. So it's not like we can hide it from him. He knows our every move. He knows what we're doing throughout the day, throughout the night. He knows what extra time we have. Are we spending extra time with him or spending our extra time with him or are we distracted? And I know, I know, I know, I know that this is one of the most hypest seasons of the year. It is football season. How much time are we spending watching Football games, especially on Sunday, because they come on back to back to back. <laughs> and then there are, I mean, and I've heard people, I've heard people say it. They, when they go to church, they're trying to hurry up and get out. 
so they can go catch the game. <laughs> and so now we've got to rush our services so that we can get out and catch the game. And not just football, because basketball is going on now. There is so much <laughs> that's going on. You know, there are so many distractions. And so we have to ask ourselves and really be honest. We have to be honest. What are we doing with our our extra time? What are we doing with time that could be spent with God, but instead we're being distracted? And maybe you want to say, oh, I don't watch sports. Okay, you have some people who are binge-watching television shows, whether it's through Netflix, whether it's through Hulu, whether it's through Apple TV, whether it's through Disney+, Plus, Peacock, HBO, Cinema. I mean, the list goes on. Maybe you're a gamer, and I know gamers, they spend hours and hours and hours just playing the game. And maybe you might say, oh, I don't watch TV. Okay. We have our mobile devices, our smartphones, where you can see anything that you want, find anything that you want, research anything that you want. So then we have social media. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have TikTok, Twitter. The list goes on. And I don't know if, you know, you've ever fallen into the trap like me or gone down a rabbit hole from watching one video, it leads to another, and you keep going and you keep watching. And by, before you know it, you spent two hours swiping your thumb. It's crazy. That's how easy it is to get distracted. And so now this wasn't, it wasn't the same scenario, you know, with Mary and Martha, Jesus being there. But if we're talking about in today's time and distractions versus the time that we can spend with God and, and just be in his presence, it, hey, it speaks volume. It really does speak volume. And it just really makes you uh, assess your own life. Because we, we really can't, we can't pick on anyone. We can't point fingers at anyone. I can't point fingers at you. You can't point fingers at me. But this is just to examine your own life, your own relationship. You know what you do with your time. You know if you spend it wisely or not. You know if you want that waste time. You know if you're one who devotes some time to, to God, you know, which I think is great for the ones who are able to get up in the morning and do their meditation and their prayer. Look, I am still trying to get there. I'm just being honest. I'm trying to get there. And and it's it's been difficult. It's been difficult. But I know that all things are possible, and I have no excuse. I have no valid excuse. I'll say that. I have no valid excuse because I said earlier we make time for what we want to. We do what we want to. And so you do have those who devote their time, you know, early in the morning to prayer and meditation and worship, which I think is absolutely great. But for those of us, notice I said us, who need to spend more time uh, with God or uh, making a better schedule, I should say, because I know I get it. Sometimes we have busy schedules depending on what your career is, where you work. I get it. We have busy schedules. But we cannot allow that to be an excuse to not be in God's presence. And and it also means it also means not just devoting that time on the weekend because yes, if you go to church, that that's separate. That's separate. That's like a corporate worship time. But I'm talking about what are you doing individually? What are you doing on your individual time? How are you spending your time in God's presence? Are we being distracted like Martha, or are we actually devoting our time to Jesus like Mary? Because Mary knew what time it was. She's like, look, I don't care what you got going on, Martha, but Jesus is here, and that's all that matters. And we have to develop that same attitude, like no matter what's going on, because we know that the world is full of distractions. The world is full of chaos. It's full of, man, so much violence and, and drama. There is a lot going on. But we cannot allow that to distract us from our relationship with God. We can't allow that to distract us from spending time with God because that is important. That's how we build our relationship. See, Mary, she had, Mary had that relationship with Jesus. She went straight to his feet, didn't ask any questions, didn't ask permission, just went straight there because she knew what she needed. She knew what she needed. And it, that one thing, just to sit at his feet, just to worship him, 
just to love on them, just to spend time with them, that one thing. And that's what she chose, that Mary has chosen what is better. She made a better decision. Two weeks ago, I talked about choices and priority. What are the choices that you are making? Where is your priority? I talked about how our priorities or how our top priority, I'll say that, our top priority is based off of the choices that we make. The choices that we make will determine what is our priorities. So in this story, Jesus was Mary's main priority. How do we know? Because she made a choice to go straight to his feet. She made a choice. Whereas Martha, she didn't make that same choice. Martha, she wanted to fuss. She wanted to complain because she was left alone to take care of what needed to prepare. So, I mean, at this point, if Jesus is already there, there's no need to prepare because that should have been taken care of before. And so, in a sense, we can't wait. We can't wait to prepare when Jesus is already there. It's it's the same way even when we're talking about our corporate worship services. You you shouldn't wait until the weekend to prepare to worship. Preparation should be going on the whole week. The entire week you should be spending time with God. We all should be spending time with God, having that one-on-one time. And so then whenever we do get to service, when we all come together corporately, then we'll really be be on one accord because everyone has spent some time with God. Everyone has been worshiping God. And so when we come together, man, it should be like heaven up in there. Why? Because we are prepared. We have spent time. We have worshiped. We have loved. We have, you know, established a or strengthen our relationship. And so now when we all come together, I see that your relationship is strong, my relationship is strong, my brother's relationship is strong, my sister, she's been spending time with him this week. So when we all just worship him together, man, the power should flow like, oh, man. It's, it, it's an amazing feeling when you go into a worship service knowing that you've already spent time with God and you're not just waiting until service begins to get ready. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're not waiting until the weekend to, like, okay, let me spend some time with God. No, you should have already spent time with God. And so Mary, again, she understood, like, look, he's already here. Let's just worship. He's already here. Let's just love on him. He's already here. Let's just bow down to him. I'm going to sit at his feet because, hey, I'm just I'm humbling myself before the Almighty. He's already here. There's no need to worry about anything else. Whatever did not get taken care of, hey, it doesn't even matter at this point. It doesn't even matter. And so Martha, she didn't see things the same way as Mary did. She didn't. Martha was so far gone or so distracted. I I mean, even just talking about it now, it's hard to even believe, it's hard to fathom that Martha negating the fact that Jesus is here. Like, come on. We're not just talking about some random stranger. We're not talking about just someone off the street or your cousin or a, a relative or sister. Or, no. We're talking about Jesus, the Messiah, the one who's been healing. I mean, and you're so caught up on Mary left you to finish preparing everything in the house? Come on, Martha. Come on. Are you really that distracted? <laughs> and, and I know it, it's comical, but whenever we relate it to ourselves and, and to today's time, are we really that distracted that we're putting God on the back end? Are we really that distracted? And I'm saying we really have to be honest with, our, with ourselves. Like how much energy, how much time are we putting into everything else? How much time are we really devoting to God? 
And we have to make an effort. We have to be intentional about it because if we're not, then we really are going to be distracted. We really will be. If you do not make an effort or if you're not intentional about spending time with God, then, yes, we're going to get distracted so easily, so easily. And before you know it, it's like, man, when the last time I picked up my Bible or when the last time I opened my Bible app? Look, I get upset when my when I mess up my streak in the Bible app. I don't know about you, but I get so upset because it's not fair that they make you start all over. <laughs> it's not fair. But I'm, I'm glad that God has grace on us. <laughs> I'm so glad that God has grace on us where he don't just, you know, throw us out like, oh, you messed up your streak. Now I don't want you anymore. But we really do have to be intentional about our time in general, intentional about where we're spending our time, what we're spending our time on. Because God, man, we're talking about God who has been good to us, the one who wakes us up every morning, and he doesn't have to, but he chooses to. The God who loves us, the God who who forgives us even when we make mistakes, when we mess up, when we do things that we're not supposed to do or don't do things that we do supposed to do. God still loves us. He's compassionate. He's kind. He's loving, full of grace, full of mercy. But yet we don't want to intentionally spend time with him. Something's wrong with that the giver of life, our source, our strength, our peace, our hope, our joy. It's like when you begin to go down the list of things that God is, everything that he has been, like why not spend some extra time with him? And if we're trying to strengthen strengthen our relationship with him, the only way we can is by spending time with him. And that's with any relationship. The only way that you build a relationship or strengthen a relationship is you've got to spend time with one another. You have to. Otherwise, you won't learn anything about the other person. You won't know my, my likes and my dislikes. You won't know my strengths or weaknesses. So how do you learn them? By spending time with me, by talking to me, communicating. It goes the same way with, when it comes to our relationship with God. I know that he's not human, but we still have to talk with him because he is the giver of life. He's the one that supplies all of our needs. He's the one that's always with us through the good, through the bad. And, again, Mary knew that. She knew it, which is why it was so easy for her to just go straight to his feet the moment that he came in, the moment he walked into their home. She went straight to his feet. And here Martha, you know, she she was the one who let him in. She let him in because it said Martha opened her home to him. So she extended the invitation to Jesus, but yet was too distracted to want to spend time with him. And And I won't even say that she didn't want to spend time with him. But she was distracted, too distracted, and just didn't see the bigger picture. She didn't understand what Mary was doing because she was so distracted. She couldn't understand why Mary went straight to his feet because she was distracted. And that's why the Lord had to say, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. We're distracted. And sometimes we worry about so many things. And a lot of the things that we do worry about are sometimes or most of the time out of our control. So we worry and we get upset about many things. Sometimes sometimes those things don't even have anything to do with us. I'm just being serious. They have nothing to do with us. We get worried about some of the videos that we see on social media, and we have nothing to do with it. Nothing. This is something that could have happened, you know, on the other side of the country. And we had nothing to do with it. All because we don't like what this 
somebody was wearing in the video. And we we get so caught up and we get thrown into, you know, drama and get upset about it and we have nothing to do with it. Like, I am so sick of celebrity news. <laughs> like, for real. We have nothing to do with these celebrities, but, yeah, we get we get upset, too, when we read what they said or what they did or, you know, and we don't have anything to do with it. And And the Lord told Martha, like, you're worried and upset about many things. Like, why? Why are you upset? In today's time, why are you so upset about what you see on social media? Because guess what? You have an unfollow button. You do not have to look at everything. There is a magic button called unfollow or block. If you don't want someone to send you a message or want anyone looking at your profile, block them. If you don't want to see certain people's profiles or however the algorithm is set up, like your interest can be the only thing that's on your timeline. If there's something that you're not interested in, you can click not interested in this type of content. Unfollow, block. Don't get distracted. Don't get upset and worried about things that are out of your control because you're going to keep worrying and it's still going to be there. It's still going to happen. So why worry about it? And so Martha Martha was worried about so many things. Like she's worried, she's already worried about her sister Mary. (laughs) She's already worried about her sister Mary. Now, I don't know what else the Lord knew that she was upset and worried about because there is no way she was that upset about Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. You're not going to tell me, oh, oh, I'm mad because she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Why she got to be sitting down there? No, no. So Martha apparently had some other things going on in her life. She had to be distracted and worried about some other things, which is why I said you were upset about many things. Because the only thing that Martha com- um, complained to Jesus about is like in the 40th verse, said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? That's the only thing she complained about. But the Lord knew she was upset and worried about some other things, which is why I said, look, you're worried and upset about many things. And he says, but few things are needed. You don't even have to worry about all of that stuff, what's on your mind and what's distracting you. It's like only a few things are needed. The things that you can control, okay, I can understand why you're worried about those or upset about those things. But at the end of the day, he said, indeed, only one. Only one thing is needed right now in this moment, in this moment. And he lets them know, hey, Mary figured it out. Mary has chosen it, which is what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. It's like, I'm not going to take this moment away from her. I'm not going to take this moment away. If anything, you need to join in. You need to become a part of this moment. I'm inviting you. Come have this intimate moment with me. Let's share this moment together. Come on, we have relationships. So let's have this moment together. Let all the distractions go. Whatever you're upset about, don't worry about it. You can't control it. Imagine going on a date with your significant other. He's trying to have a special moment with you, and you're distracted by your phone. Every time he, he, you know, asks a question or makes a point, your head is down, or you're answering a text. That's very rude. That is very rude. Because he or she is trying to have a moment with you, but you're distracted. kind of shows that you don't care. You don't care about this relationship. But thankfully, Jesus, he still wants you, even when you are distracted, even when you are upset and worried about things that you cannot control. It's like, look, I'm still inviting you to take part in this moment because I know you need it. It's the one thing that you need. I know that you're worried about some things. I know that you're not fully focused on me and that you're focused on what something that you're trying to change or some things that are going on in your life. I know that you're distracted. I know that you're worried. But guess what? I still want you. I still want you. I know that you need me. So I still want you. 
despite how you may feel. You're upset. I, I see that. I understand that. And God he, God, he understands and knows that you're upset even today. He knows when things make us upset. He knows when we get distracted. He knows when we don't take advantage of those moments that we should. But guess what? He says, I still want you. I still want you. That's how compassionate he is, how loving he is. He still wants you. Mary understood it. Mary understood it, and she wanted him. There's nothing like being in a relationship when you're with someone who wants you. There's nothing like that. Because the worst relationship that you can be in is when you're with someone who does not want you. Because it won't work. It'll always be one-sided. Both parties have to want each other. And so Jesus, he wants you. And so the question is, how bad do you want him? How bad do you want this relationship to work? How bad do you want it? We have to ask ourselves, how bad do I want this relationship? Am I willing to spend more time and energy focusing on what's going wrong, what I'm upset about? Because truth be told, some of those things are not going to change. Because if it's out of our control, we can't change it. We can't. And if we are waiting on God to, you know, break chains, deliver us, heal us, guess what? We still have to want him. We still have to spend that time with him. So how bad do you want him? Because we know Jesus wants us. He desires that all of us be saved. But the decision is up to you. It's up to us. We have to want him back. So behold, I stand at the door and knock. So he's standing at the door. He's already there. And it's up to us whether we're going to let him in. So what are you going to do? Are you going to be like Mary and go straight to his feet and just worship him, love him, praise him, and thank him? spend time with them, and you're going to do like Martha, just complain and and just become this bitter, <laughs> this bitter worried about what his, her sister is doing. And you can't get upset because someone else chooses to worship God. Don't, don't get upset. There is enough God <laughs> to go around for each and every one of us. There's enough God. He's omnipresent. So he's everywhere. So it's like you don't have to be stingy with it. I'm not being stingy with God because there is enough God for each and every one of you. But it's all about how bad you want him and if you want him. So Mary, she wanted him. She wanted Jesus, which is why she went straight to his feet. And even though Martha even though Martha didn't go to his feet and, and, you know, love him and spend time with him, you know, Jesus was still compassionate. He didn't beat her up, you know, with his words. He didn't fuss at her. He didn't demean her or belittle her. But he just simply said, hey, I see that you're upset and worried about some things. But you don't have to be worried about it. Just come get what you need. That's it. Get what you need. Get what you need. And I promise you, I'm not going to take that away. He told her, I'm not going to take that away take that away from Mary. So I'm not going to take that away from you. So get what you need while you can't, while I'm here, while I'm in your presence. Get what you need. And he's telling us, spend time with me. Get what you need from me. Because I want you. I want you. God wants you. I don't know if you believe it or not. God wants you. I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care what you may have been called. You may have been called the, the worst name in the world, but 
guess what? God still loves you. He just he still loves you and he still wants you. And so I I well never mind, I was gonna say one thing, but even if even if you were once, you know, a believer, or maybe you were one who used to spend time with God and you've kinda of got distracted along the way because I I get it, it happens. But I also want to encourage you that God still wants you. He wants you back. You know, the old Michael Jackson song, I want you back. Guess what? Jesus wants you back. (laughs) And he'll take you back. He will. He will. 1 John 1 and 9, it tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he wants you back, and he wants you. For those of you who do not know Christ, who've never received him, I'm here to encourage you and to let you know that God wants you. And tonight can be the night that you accept him, because remember, he's standing at the door. He's standing at the door. He's at your heart. He's tugging on your heart. (laughs) And one thing about God, he's going to let you make the choice. He's not going to beg you. He's not going to force it. But he wants you to make that choice because he gives us free will if we confess our sins. So we got to be willing to confess our sins. We have to be willing to confess our wrongdoings. We have to be willing to repent. So that if we confess our sins, then he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So if we confess them, then he's going to forgive us. And not only that, but cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we have a God who is willing to forgive and cleanse us. And the Bible also tells us how much he loved us because it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So if you believe that God sent his son Jesus to die for you, to die for not just you, but to die for your sins, he said, if you believe in me, you won't perish, but you will have everlasting life. So we confess our sins and we believe that he sent his son Jesus to die for us, then we won't perish, but we'll have everlasting life. So tonight... Let's just take a moment to spend with God, to really worship him, to really love him, and to let him into our lives. It's a very intimate moment. This moment is between you and God. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Forget every distraction that's going on around you. If you've got to go into a, a, a room and close the door so you won't be distracted by anyone, do so. By all means, get what you need. We got to be like Mary. We got to intentionally spend time with God, intentionally worship Him, and intentionally love Him. Go to His feet, bow down to Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bow down. And worship him, worship him, oh, worship him, bow down and worship him, worship him, oh, worship him. Just bow down and worship him, enter in, oh, winter in, consuming fire, sweet perfume, your awesome presence fills this room. Consuming 
This is holy ground. Lord, this is holy ground. So come and bow down. So come and bow, bow down. Hallelujah, God, we worship you just for being who you are. We thank you, God, for being our Savior. God, we thank you. Thank you for being everything that we need you to be. God, there is someone who wants to accept you. God, we ask that you just come into their heart tonight. God, we know that your word said that you stand at the door and you knock. God, someone is opening their heart right now and wants to receive every part of you. God, we believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And you tell us that if we believe in you, we shall not perish but have everlasting life. Your word declares that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, God, we confess everything that we may have done wrong, any evil thought. God, we ask for your forgiveness tonight. Oh, God, we ask that you cleanse us, God. Oh, God, remove everything that's not like you. God, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit, oh, God. Oh, God, we just ask you to just fill us again. Fill us again. Fill us again, oh, God. Fill us with your anointing. Fill us with your power. Fill us with your love. Oh, God, help us to walk in the newness of life. Oh, God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, we just thank you for just being able to worship you. God, we just love you, and we appreciate all that you do. We appreciate everything that you are. Oh, God, someone needs a healing. God, we ask that you send your healing power in the name of Jesus. Someone needs deliverance. God, send your deliverance power in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, someone needs a breakthrough. Someone is seeking freedom. Oh, God, someone is seeking salvation. Oh, God, we ask you to just touch, heal, and deliver only like you can. Oh, God, we ask you to send your word, oh, God, to the to the hospitals, to the nursing homes, to the prisons. God, only like you can. Oh, God, you see the condition of this entire world. God, you see the wars that are going on. Even though you spoke these things and said that they will come, oh, God, we ask that you just touch the entire world. God, we ask you to touch the leaders over this nation. Oh, God, we ask you to help them in the decisions that they're making. God, touch the house, touch Congress, everything that's going on. It's so much turmoil, but, God, we know that you are still sovereign, that you are still in control. And, God, help us as believers to come together as one. Oh, God, help your church at large. God, help us to know that we are we are one and we are um, followers of you. Oh, God, continue to help us to let our light shine so that others may see us through you. Strengthen us, oh God. Strengthen our faith in the name of Jesus. Help us to trust in you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Oh God, we love you. God, I ask that you even touch those who are still mourning the loss of loved ones. God, we ask you to strengthen and, and comfort only like you can. Continue to look on a daily family. God, continue to strengthen them. Oh God, we thank you and we love you. We honor you. Oh God, we thank you. We love you and we honor you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we count it all done. We count it all done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. At this time, we're going to turn it over to Brother Robin. He's going to give us our announcements for Purpose Kingdom Network. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Real quickly, this is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're joining us via phone or you're joining us via Internet, uh, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support of us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We also appreciate those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. <clears throat> Anytime we do a, bro- a live broadcast, we broadcast it live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-6091. Anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you just press the number one, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. Also, if you want to hear any of our past broadcasts, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. You can 
see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under the handle purpose underscore kingdom. Okay. Uh, also, please check out our radio uh, network, which is pkn.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. If you want to contact us via email, you can contact us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com, where you can see comments, questions, concerns, and simply say hello or send a praise request. Also, if you're in need of a Bible, just leave your contact information, and we'll see about getting you a Bible. Okay, and tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, when God's going, God's blessing, we'll be joining us again for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network, and it's going to be a special one. It's going to be our very first broadcast. So please check it out tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, where you can hear our very first broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. Okay, with that being said, this is going to be the end of the announcements, and we're going to turn the show back over to Minister Colvin, and Minister Colvin, uh, excellent show tonight, and I uh, really appreciate it. Okay, show's back in your hands. All right. Thank you, Brother Rob. Thank you, Brother Rob. Um, just want to take a moment just to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, whether you listen by phone or online. Um, God is good. God is good. That's all I can say. And my prayer and my desire, you know, is I want to be more like Mary, and I want to make sure that I take advantage of every moment that that is given to me to make sure that I'm am spending time with with God, and especially when I know that He is near, when His presence is near, I want to make sure that I'm in you know focused on Him and not distracted. And I encourage you all to do the same thing. Um, Let's just be mindful of our distractions. Let's be mindful of our time. Um, like I said, this is just a self-evaluation, not here to point fingers at anyone. Because, of course, um, when it comes to social media, if you have your settings turned on where people can see when you're online or, or active or not, then, yeah, we, we see it. But we're not here to judge, um, absolutely not here to judge, because we all have our weaknesses and we all have our flaws. We're not perfect. God knows we're not perfect. And so... Um, we we serve a perfect God who is still loving and kind and still desires us. And so he wants us to desire him as much as he desires us. And, again, just let's just be more mindful and intentional about spending time with him. And so, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, One Touch Transformation is celebrating 10 years next month, 2024, January 2024. It's hard to believe that 10 years has gone by, and I'm excited about the new year or this 10th year because we're – just want to make sure that we celebrate what God has done and what he's allowed us to do. And the very first thing is, you know, me being able to share my story, being able to proclaim healing over my own life, making the decision to want to be healed. And it's just been an amazing journey. I've met some amazing people along the way. I've had some amazing supporters. Um, I've been able to even become a part of this platform because of my story. So, So much has happened just through sharing my story of overcoming childhood sexual abuse. So that's how I know and I realize and I understand without a doubt that there is power in your story, and that's for whatever you have gone through. Anything that may have been meant to take you out or to kill you or destroy you, just know that God had a better plan, and I am a living testimony a living testimony who will share that testimony wherever I go. Whenever I can, wherever I can, whenever I can, I am willing to share it because God has been good. He's been good, and he still is. And so I hope you have a wonderful evening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, I love you. God loves you even more. God still wants you. And like I said, let's take a self-evaluation and figure out which one are we. Are we Mary or are we Martha? If we find ourselves being Martha, then let's, you know, make sure we take a note, take a few pages out of Mary's book, and let's just spend some time at the feet of Jesus. And don't wait until the weekend to prepare, all right? (laughs) Well, you all have a wonderful, blessed night. Good night. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Step one wanna see me down, I will not lose. He me. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.